we started with zero drill holes in the database three years ago. And here we are, uh, 100 million ounces later, we now sit with the highest, uh, the highest grade undeveloped large silver project in the entire industry. Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics. And I am quite excited today because obviously a company that's been involved with the show and been keeping you up to date on their progress over the past couple of years now is BlackRock Silver, who released their maiden resource estimate back a year and a half ago in April of 2022. Have And they've been doing a lot of drilling since then. And fortunately, we did have some big news out in the past week because they have updated their resource estimate, which created an increase of about 135% in terms of the silver equivalent. And fortunately, to dig into the results that have been quite favorably received by the market so far is Andrew Pollard of BlackRock. So, Andrew, congratulations on the new resource. I know you're quite excited over there and uh, things have been going well in the last couple of days. So, Great to have you here. And how are you doing today, sir? Yeah, thanks, Chris. It's it's really good to be back with you. And you know what they always say, your first hundred million ounces is the hardest. And <laughs> when it comes to us, you know, it's been it's been a wild three years. It was only three years ago that we started drilling this project. Uh, it's a consolidation of a bunch of historic properties on our uh, uh, and we're the first group to bring it together since production shut down you know, nearly 90 years ago and, and really just bring modern exploration to it. So we started with zero drill holes in the database three years ago. And here we are, uh, 100 million ounces later, we now sit with the highest, uh, the highest grade undeveloped large silver project in the entire industry. And, you know, we're not in Mexico or Peru or Argentina or China, or Russia. We're on private land halfway between Las Vegas and Reno right next to a town. So you know, this is really, really good. It's uh, We've now established the project in a very, very short time as a true bona fide standalone. And best of all, you know, unlike our first resource that we put out just after the first 18 months or so of drilling, everyone had thought that we capped our upside or that it was going to just grow incrementally from there. That first resource, you know, only showed about 45 million ounces. And I think a lot of analysts sort of thought, OK, well, maybe it'll only ever get to 60 million, maybe 70 and can it, you know, really be a standalone or not? Well, we've just we've just taken a huge step forward in our understanding of what's going on down there with the vein system. And just the last year and a half since the last resource came out, and we had a couple light bulbs go off that went off, which allowed us to tie together a whole bunch of areas that we previously just couldn't make heads or tails of. And we've now established so much expansion potential that's inherent. Like I'm talking like kilometers and kilometers yet to infill between our, our three different deposit areas, which I, I think it's very straightforward to demonstrate that we don't have three different deposits now. We've got one big system. So um, this is definitely uh, puts the project into a new league. Uh, there's nothing like it in the industry, both in terms of size and grade and jurisdiction. And I think it's something that uh, is, is going to really be stepping into the spotlight as silver catches a bid uh, in the months to come here. Yeah, certainly you have had a lot of progress through that drilling program over the past year. And perhaps you could pull up your slide and start walking us through some of the details and exactly what you came back with so people could see. Yeah, that. yeah well, you know what I'll start off with is because... You, you know, in markets like this, I, I let's see if I can get this going. 
you know, and more, I will be making some forward-looking statements. The the our our slide deck is available on our website right now too at blackrocksilver.com. This is a slide I really want to impress upon people because you know most people think that when you announce news, it's immediately priced in. In a market like this, that only is really true when it's bad news. Bad news always equates to immediate drops. Uh, even marginally good news in this market means you're going to be red. In our case, um, we've been gapping up pretty much every day since we announced it just late last week, uh, and we're clearing through resistance. But what this graph here shows, this graph here shows that prior to uh, our last resource estimate, we commanded the highest ounce in the ground valuation amongst any silver exploration and developer um, uh, project in the industry. You'll see uh, along the x-axis here, this is just the average grades of the deposits. So you'll see we're already one of the highest grade deposits, but our bubble was trading for uh, on an ounce in the ground basis, which is up here for just under about a dollar an ounce in the ground. Now, the only difference between this week uh, and last week when we were commanding the single highest premium ounce of the ground valuation is that our average grade has increased and we are now established as a standalone entity. But here's the thing, our ounces are now trading for half of what our peers were trading for, whereas before we were trading for a slight premium. Now, these things don't last long and you are starting to see us grind higher every day. We did so uh, yesterday, we're doing so today, but we've got this big valuation gap. We're trading for 50% of what our peers ounces are, yet we're higher grade and we're unequivocally a better jurisdiction. You'll see on this, the only other uh, higher grade story of us uh, listed on here is Outcrop Silver. Um, they're, you know, 35 to 40 million ounces. If you get them out and you just look at large projects, we are the highest grade large project in the industry. And we've got a clear path to grow from here. Yet we're trading for a 50% discount. So no matter what your outlook is, I mean, the other thing what I'll say is that it wasn't too long ago that high grade ounces weren't trading for a dollar they were trading for $2 or 250. When we put our maiden resource out back in May of 2022, May of last year, our peers uh, like Vizla, Dolly Varden, we were all trading for north of $2. It's just that, you know, the tides of the industry have gone out so much that even though silver prices are relatively the same, um, we're all trading for less than half. Well, guess what? Not only do we have a clear valuation gap that we are gonna be closing and, you know, once again, the market's still wrapping their head around their resource. But, you know, the as I say, the best cure for low prices is low prices. Either we close that gap in the coming days, weeks, and months, or one of the producers, the silver producers, makes a predatory offer on us. Either way, that gap's getting closed very, very quickly, but we're not going to stay down here. The real re-rating opportunity beyond closing this gap with our peers is when the tides come back in and these ounces get re-rated towards two or three bucks. So... Either way, we're poised for a serious move here and um, outlook's bright. Now, just to remind your, uh, your your viewers who have obviously been following us uh, uh, really since the got going here, Tonopah itself is a very famous historic district. Between 1900 and 1930, it produced just under 200 million ounces of silver and just under 2 million ounces of gold. But all of that production came from 7.5 million tons. What that means is it was historically a high-grade district, and it also means that the metallurgy there is phenomenal. The old-timers there produce all of that stuff just using old-time stamp mills, and even at that, they'll have very, very little meat on the bones. 
you know, we're the first group to come back in since uh, production shut down during the Great Depression. You know, metals prices, silver prices went from a dollar an ounce in the mid 1920s down to 25 cents an ounce by the early 30s. And it sent everything in the district belly up. We're the first group to come back in 90 years. And we picked up where those old timers left off. And what we've effectively done now is we've drilled out uh, three kilometers of strike. We're call it 1.8 miles beyond where those miners left off along the exact same veins they were mining. And we know it keeps going. So this is what we put out just the aftermarket last Wednesday, I think it was. We've now got 6 million tons grading, 508 grams per ton silver equivalent. This is block diluted grades, meaning um, we've taken into dilution into account already, which means this is more conservative than any of our other peers present their thing. We've, we've probably cut our average grade down by about 25 to 30% as most people present undiluted. But even at that, we're still the highest grade uh, undeveloped project out there. Now, the big aha moment for us came after we released our, our maiden resource early last year. And what that aha moment was, was historically this, the, this uh, district was seen as an east-west vein corridor. Now, there's a lot of our drilling that went into our original resource that we just couldn't really use because we couldn't tie it together. It's like we'd hit some great intercepts, but then when we went to infill, we just couldn't tie them together with anything. So we didn't really have any breakthroughs there. And a lot of the drilling we did early on wasn't actually incorporated into the maiden resource. Last year, we did about 25,000 meters of new drilling. But what we did was we realized that the system isn't actually east-west. It starts to curve up to the northwest substantially, very aggressively. And we hit this new area called the northwest step-out area, about a mile beyond where the last resource left off, or 1.6 kilometers. And it's this aha moment that we saw that the vein system starts going up like this. Right. Well, what does that prove? It proves two things. One, it keeps going. We hit the extension of the district. Um, but it also made us relook at the DPB area that we had in the original resource, which was really disappointing. And when we looked at it through the new lens of a curvature of the vein starting to go up that way, as opposed to just trying to tie them together this way, we brought a whole bunch of new tons online. We established continuity both along the vein system, but also on the high grade aspects too. So we saw our grade actually improve and we were able to tie together large swaths of um, internal to the last resource area that we just couldn't make heads or tails of. So, you know, what you'll see here is that really, really high grade deposit. One thing I'll show you is that our average cutoff grade that we're using here is uh, we're using a 200 gram per ton cutoff grade and our, our average grade is 508. Anytime your average grade, block diluted grade, is more than double your cutoff grade, you are making money hand over fist. This would be a very, very low cost operation. We've had analysts uh, who have initiated coverage on us saying that they surmise that we'd probably be producing for $11 to $12 all in cash costs. So low, uh, low cost, ultra high grade um, uh, project here, good margin, and we're on private land in Nevada. You know, once again, that seems like the South America is doing everything they can to chase away their foreign investment. Uh, High-grade ounces on private land in Nevada are looking pretty good. Now, other parameters we use in this, we still use very conservative constraints. As I said, we're one of the only companies to present in block diluted grade. So, 
you know, uh, that actually cuts our grade down versus our peers who present undiluted. The other thing is we only model down to a meter and a half thickness. Um, so we're not using any exotic mining methods like Risu mining or, or trying to juice our, our average grade up by saying we can model down to half meter thickness. No, this is just using very conventional mining methods uh, uh, for underground operations. Um, it's mostly long hole stoping and 80% uh, long hole stoping and the rest is cut and fill. Now, this visualizes really uh, what's happened to the project. So just to orient you on this side, the, our entire system, it's sandwiched between two calderas. So picture two volcanoes, both exploded at different times. Um, and all of the high grade silver and gold mineralization seems to want to follow around the margin of this northern caldera, which is called the Tonopah caldera. Now, what we've always surmised was that the vein system will follow it around, but we, you don't really know where the caldera margin is until you're drilling into it. And you can look at the actual rocks because you'll get the lithology, uh, 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 the rock units uh, from, from that information. And we didn't really, it was a lot of fishing around with the drill bit to figure out where that caldera margin was. Well, here's our property. Now, what you'll see is this line here represents the vein system. So as I was saying early on, we thought the vein system is just gonna keep going like this. Now it's a blessing that it doesn't. Number one is now that we know which way it's going, obviously we can tie together a lot of tons that we just couldn't figure out before. But two, the other blessing is, uh, well, our property border runs out to the west here pretty quickly. And you'll see by this, we threaded that needle because the vein system starts curving up right before we la uh, ran out of land there and it's wide open to the northwest. So, you know, our original deposit area, we had our Victor area here, our DPB area here, and then that new step out area up here. Well, it's still wide open. So here's how it looks here. This green line, this is the margin of the caldera. All of that high grade, all the high grade vein system is going to be following around that, that on the inside of that lip of that wall. Well, we now know where it is. We've done 150,000 meters with the drilling. We know how to spot where the caldera is and there's no fishing with the drill bit. As I said, you know, with our first resource, I think a lot of people thought we capped our upside there. This resource, one, we, we tied together whole swaths of areas that we couldn't uh, from that first resource, but we've got step out potential now realized here. But most importantly is you see these big gaps in between these deposits. This isn't three separate deposits. This is one big vein system and we've yet to drill in between here. We've got such low hang, hanging resource expansion potential for us to do on our next big push on the drills next year. There's a kilometer of strike here that we've yet to infill. It, there's no reason to think it's not mineralized. There's no reason to think we can't tie it together all as one here. Same goes between this area. Um, low hanging uh, mine expansion style drilling. We've got anchor points on both, both sides. We know exactly where it runs. And then the real question mark in terms of how big can this possibly get? Well, it's still wide open there. So. Really, you know, the big push for us next year, it's really, really easy to convey. Right now we're 100 million ounces at some of the highest grades in the industry. This upside potential here is is is, is baked in um, uh, and we've just yet to realize it. So that's just, you know, deploying the capital and waiting for the next resource to come out and following this forward. 
we think that, you know, once we get uh, uh, this next round of drilling done, and it's not actually going to be all that much drilling in relation to what we've done so far, the hard yards were in the original first you know, year and a half trying to figure out where things go. This is low hanging fruit. I mean, 20% more drilling to add to the database should connect the dots here, make one cohesive system, at which point we'd probably move forward with a preliminary economic analysis uh, and wrap some economics on it and, and, and devise a mind plan around this. Because, you know, obviously developing one cohesive system is a hell of a lot better than uh, trying to do three separate deposit areas. So clear path over the next few years. Um, our discovery costs are really, really low. We're, 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 we're right now um, running at about 29 cents per added ounce that we've done from discovery onwards. And it should be it should be noted that when we did this deal, this deal that we did to get the project, it was priced as if there was no discovery to be made. It's only costing us $3 million US to own the project outright 100%. We have one more payment due mid next year, but you know, to drill out 100 million ounces for all in, probably 30, 31 million dollars US is obscene. There's nothing like this in the industry. There's no the, the, there's no close comparable. So easy to add ounces. Uh, the, the, the nice, you know, everyone knows Nevada is a good jurisdiction, but private land in Nevada, what that means is it means that from a permitting point of view, very, very expedited process because we don't have to go to the federal government for anything. It's just the state and county. And this is about as pro uh, mining friendly of a county you'll be in. The other, you know, positive things about this, which really makes it stand out, uh, are this red line that crosses us. That's U.S. Highway 95. That's what connects Vegas to Reno. The town of Tonopah is right here. Uh, right, right here is the highway. There's a Burger King and a Chevron right here. Uh, there's a Subway sandwich shop right about here. And there's some really, really nice hotels. What does that mean? Uh, don't have to build roads, move power lines, or build man camps. Everything you need is there. Um, you know, the other nice thing about this is it's not a big open pit project. It's, you know, you'd have a small portal uh, to get underground, probably placed right around here on the other side of a, a mountain. It's called Brower Mountain. So way off on the other, the town's way on the other side. And no one would, you wouldn't know we're there. So small footprints, high grade, silver, gold underground mine. Uh, uh, with massive expansion potential and a clear path forward now. Yeah, and certainly nice that you have that infrastructure there so you don't have to be constructing a whole town. Uh, sure. and, Andrew, one of the things I wanted to ask was in terms of the timeline for the drilling plans going forward, obviously you mentioned that really the key area is to do the infill drilling, connect these regions. What's it going to be like in terms of infilling and also going out further to the northwest in terms of drilling on a timeline yeah well you know we're i'm in no rush to get the drills back this year i want to do two things i want to let the resource bake in uh we're having a number of strategic um i guess groups down to site over the coming weeks november i'm going to be at the new orleans uh, uh resource conference we're going to be in toronto uh, red clouds hosting a conference and then i'm doing zurich and a roadshow in europe after getting in front and just showing the valuation we went from industry leading highest grade ounce in the ground valuation to now trading for 50% of our peers. So I want to get that valuation gap closed because opportunities like this don't last forever uh, in the industry. And I also want the Fed to be done with whatever the hell they're going to do at the next meeting, because I think that's going to be 
taking the ceiling off of the gold and silver prices. Um, I, you know, I, I invest in a lot of silver companies and not a single, you know, non new discovery last year really added any value deploying a lot of capital to do infill drilling in this market. You know, the ounce in the ground valuations have gone from $2 an ounce down to $1 an ounce over the last year. Why would I raise a bunch of money now to rush to get drills at the project now when drill results aren't respected? I'd rather wait for the time to be right. I'd also like to let this bake in uh, with our with, with the strategics who I think would all want to have it or all want to at least get a little bit pregnant in our story down here while we advance it and uh, get the Fed out of the way and wait for tax law season to be over too. I mean, so, you know, we'll wait for the Black Friday sales to be done. Uh, in terms of timeline to drill it out from there, to do just the infill portion, we could be done that in four to six months, depending on how many drills we put on it. And then uh, to drill out a long strike to the Northwest, uh, you know, how long's a piece of string? I hope it keeps going. I think just to wrap a new resource on it, uh, we'd be in a position to uh, say we say we get drills there early next year, say February, March. Uh, we'd have the drilling done by fall. We'd have a resource wrapped on it by early 2025 and a PEA outlining our back of the napkin um, uh, economics uh, by the first half of 2025. So very, very clear path there. That's if we're still around. Okay, that's certainly good to hear. And one last thing, Jess, you mentioned, uh, and you've talked before about some similarities to Las Chispas where they're now mining around 12, 12.50 an ounce and uh, earlier in our call today, mentioned you've seen estimates uh, even slightly below that of what you guys could be doing here at Tonopah. They exactly, listen, the maiden resource for Las Chispas in 2018 was identical to our maiden resource last year. Um, they had three, we just, they were just constrained differently. So, you know, we, we constrained ours more than they did for their maiden resource. We presented block diluted grades, um, uh, but effectively the exact same grade as them have presented the same and the exact same amount of tonnage. Now for our second resource, we've actually leapfrogged over them for, for their second resource. I think they came out with about, I think 80 to 90 million ounces at roughly the same grades that we've got here. We're now hundred million ounces, but we drilled it out slightly differently where we've got all this, um, baked in expansion potential here. But what I'm getting at is that very, very similar just like Las Chispas, very similar low, uh, mid-sulfidation epithermal vein field, just like them. It's only silver and gold here. Uh, similar silver to gold ratio as well. They're about 90, 90 to 1 silver to gold ratio. We're about 100 to 1 silver to gold ratio. But it's just silver and gold. When you process it, you're left with beach sand. Um, similar grades. Similar story, too. I mean, they effectively consolidated a historic... Uh, Brownfields uh, uh, um, area. That's what we did here. Um, but we've got a similar path to path forward that they did. So, granted, uh, when they got theirs, that walking it forward, it was a slightly better market. So um, that said, very very straightforward similarities. We I think similar sort of tonnage profile that we'd be looking for in terms of building our own standalone processing and mill. Um, but yeah, very similar characteristics. So. Well, certainly a good company to be in there and compares quite favorably to the region you're looking at. And real quick, I know you have another call coming up here, so I'll let you run. Although just pulling up the chart, you can see back here on the 10th when you released the estimate has done quite well since then. So it seems like the market's pleased. I know you've been 
having some good feedback from the investors you've talked with since then. And perhaps just in wrapping up, if people have questions, want to get in touch, find out more, uh, can you let me know the best way to do that? Sure. Well, you know, just to put in context of a share price right now, I, I don't know the conversion between uh, uh, what it would be, but but if we were to be valued at an ounce in the ground, uh, like we were two weeks ago on this new resource, our shares would be trading for something like 65 cents. Today, they're 32. That's just to get up back in line to the ounce in the ground valuation that our peers are at and, and we were at two weeks ago. That differential, these things don't last forever. So uh, we're looking at a substantial re-rate unless the market's completely broken. But if the market's completely broken, then we're going to be a victim of, of, of I, I think, some predatory offers coming. Either way, uh, it's a this is equivalent to a Black Friday sale. Uh, in terms of reaching out to me, feel free, Andrew at BlackRockSilver.com. As I said, we're taking this on the road over the coming weeks, in addition to uh, all the site visits um, between America, uh, Canada, and Europe. Uh, so we'll be beating the drum. And I think we'll have the final technical report to file within the next month or so which I think a lot of other people will be waiting to see to wrap their head around just everything we've done. But, uh, you, you know, you don't, you don't get entry points like this all the time that are easily as easily conveyed. Um, please take a look at it. So I can say. Well, and you can find out more at blackrocksilver.com. I'll also have the link to the full press release in the description field below. And Andrew just want to say congratulations. I know you guys have been, working hard to advance the project. And as you described, some challenging times in the silver mining equity space, but really great news to see what you've come back with here and appreciate you making some time to walk through the results for us. The future just got a whole lot brighter. Now we just need the silver and gold to catch a bit, but when that does serious re-rate potential, either way, this is the real deal. So thank you very much and uh, hope to be back soon. All right, thanks, Andrew, appreciate it.